You're listening to the Amplify podcast, where we discuss topics related to being a student at the University of Michigan. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Amplify podcast, where we will be discussing an incredibly important topic, diversity. As we know, UMich is an internationally recognized public university, and with an undergrad student body of 48,000 people from various backgrounds, roughly 8% of which are international students hailing from nearly 100 different countries, there are many cultural groups, clubs, and experiences available to us. We also recognize that while this episode's main focus is on cultural diversity, diversity in general is more complex than race and ethnicity, and future episodes will focus on other aspects of diversity, such as class and SES. Here with us today is a panel of undergrad students from various backgrounds to discuss their transition into the UMish community, both the challenges they've faced and the connections they've made. Hey, what's going on everyone? My name is Thomas Vance. I'm a senior at the College of LSA, double majoring in political science and Afro-American and African studies. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, which is easily the best city represented on this panel. And I use he, him, his pronouns. I'm also the speaker or president of the Black Student Union, and thank you to Amplify for having me. Hello, everyone. Um, uh, this is Ella Shaheen, and I am a transfer student at the University of Michigan, um, studying uh, computer science and minoring in entrepreneurship. Um, I am originally from Syria, uh, and uh, I moved to the United States um, four years ago. And I'm glad to, uh, to have you all here. Hey everyone, my name is Mega Kunju. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a sophomore studying business with a minor in biochemistry. I'm from Northville, Michigan, so not as far. It's about 30 minutes here from here from Ann Arbor. Um, and I am one of Optimize's challenge leads and I'm also so happy to, to be here. Hi everyone, my name is Evelyn Reyes. I am a junior here at the University of Michigan in the College of LSNA. I'm majoring in organizational studies with a double minor in business and community action social change. I proudly hail from Fresno, California, so shout out to all the West Coast folks. And uh, on campus, I'm a part of Optimize, Mi Casa Esto Casa, uh, and a Latina sorority, which I'll be happy to share more later. Uh, but I'm super excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is about to be a really, really fun episode. So I think just to start off, um, our first question is, what was it like for you each when you came to the university for the first time? What's, what was kind of the vibe, the experiences that you kind of uh, saw and took away from your time coming here? Yeah, so I can start. Um, so I got recruited to debate for the University of Michigan, just kind of how I ended up in Ann Arbor. Uh, but my first year here was kind of defined by bias incidents. Um, I remember I was in intro to Africa and its diaspora, and one of the people I sat next to in class every day um, had the N-word written on his his door in West Quad on a whiteboard, and this is like 2017, um, fall 2017. Uh, and I, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into because the summer before I came to the university, I got a edition of the Michigan Daily in the mail and it was 22 pages of bias incident and response. And like, I tell people that and it's like, no, that doesn't seem right. And I didn't think it seemed right either until I, like I read the headlines for each and I just kept flipping. It was just bias incident on top of bias incident. Um, and so I, I think when I, I was, it was a jarring experience because I was like, well, 
yikes bro like uh you know the the, the champion de and i on the website and i was just like oh there's a black student union so i know it's pretty it's pretty lit um but the adjustment was it, it was weird um and i went to a predominantly white private catholic college preparatory school for high school um and so it wasn't like uh oh it's a lot of white people here but it was more of hmm, I, didn't, I didn't get this level of racism in the south at at, at school and you know, if this is the environment I'm walking into, um, it's going to be a doozy. And it's definitely been a doozy. Uh, but freshman year showed me kind of the lay of the land. And so I've just tried to work to better that um, and work for my community as I've progressed. Um, thank you so much, uh, Thomas, for sharing with us, actually. And uh, my personal experience was actually pretty good because um, I had the chance to um, live with three wonderful girls, actually, from three different backgrounds, uh, which was super um, scary at the beginning because I was like, I am I'm originally from Syria. I moved to the United States. I know about diversity. I know about, you know, different backgrounds, but I never lived with someone Um who is um, like having just um, different background from mine. Um, so I was a little bit um, uh, scared. Uh, at the same time, I was super curious to know about other like backgrounds. Um, so I lived with the three different um, girls, which um, they are like from India and uh, from India, uh, China and Japan, which was super interesting, you know, like how I can, we all like live at the same, um, in the same like apartment and we all share different backgrounds. So it was super like exciting to, to get to know um, them and live with them um, for two months um, before COVID-19 happened, <laughs> um, which I, I was super glad to, to have that experience. At the same time, it was um, just like coming to, to the University of Michigan was um, just super, um, how can I say this? Um, it was super like, not a challenging, but at the same time, it was something that I had to discover and do the effort to to get to know like uh, a different kind of people and different kind of uh, backgrounds as a transfer sense also, you know, like being just um, I mean, a little bit different from other students as well um, on campus. Um, but at the same time, it was super like excited. You know, I was super excited just to to know others because I believe like diversity and being diverse is just um, a very powerful thing to have as you know like person and I think this is like a skill that we all you know like um, develop and improve um, while we're I, personally why I am right now at the University of Michigan so this is my experience. Yeah I can jump in a little as well. Um, so I'm from Metro Detroit area as well. So Michigan was always like something that was sort of like in my backyard in the sense that it was very close. Um, but even then, I think you, or at least I myself, like underestimated how large the school really was. Um, and it, it was something that, you know, it was always my dream to come to, come to U of M. And, um, but I think actually stepping on campus and like seeing everything in person this was 2019 so went back when we were in person um but I think that's a whole new experience and it, it can take a little time to to find your communities um and I think that was initially what I struggled with is I wanted to find sort of my people in college like you hear about or see in movies and books and stuff and I think after I found that my my time got a lot easier and so 
I have optimized to thank for that. And I'm part of a dance team here on campus, um, which really helped solidify that community aspect as well. Um, but I think initially it can get, it can be a little scary um, to come to campus and realize that there's 40,000 other people who are also trying to find their communities. Um, but I think once you really step out of your comfort zone and push yourself to, to go out there and find those people, um, Michigan is incredibly rewarding. And it's also been a huge learning experience for me too, like sort of what Allah was saying. Um, I've made friends with people of different backgrounds that I don't think I would have met if I didn't go, come to school here. Um, Cause I'm also from a pretty small town um, on like the suburbs of Detroit. So um, I've definitely learned a lot and initially it was scary, but um, I think now I found my communities and it's been, it's been really good. Yeah, so I first arrived to Ann Arbor um, summer of 2018 through the Summer Bridge program. And I remember stepping foot on campus and just being number one, completely confused because I had never visited campus before just because it was out of the budget to fly out here to just visit campus. So my previous knowledge was all Google photos and everything I could find on the internet. Um, so when I first got here, I remember the Uber dropped me off uh, in Alice Lloyd near the housing um, for undergraduates. And I remember thinking that was the entire campus. And I thought that was huge. I was like, wow, this is a huge campus. I'm so excited to get to know everyone. Uh, and then someone gave me a tour of the campus and I just realized how big it was. Uh, and I kind of got a little nervous about how I was going to make friends because I was the only one coming from my city here. Um, but fortunately through like the Summer Bridge program, I was able to meet a lot of other students who are also first gen, who are also low income. Um, at Michigan and it definitely made me feel a lot more comfortable to be here um, because Ann Arbor is a lot different from Fresno in the sense that back at my high school like white students were the minorities um, it was predominantly black and Latinx students um, so coming to Michigan I knew I was going to be a minority but I remember having a conversation with a uh, one of my Spanish teachers in high school and I told her like, I was so worried about coming here because I didn't want to feel left out. Um, but something she told me was like, okay, uh, if you don't decide to go there, then like those numbers are never going to truly grow like the numbers of enrollment. So maybe your presence there will encourage um, future students from your same background to also think about Michigan as a, as a place to call home. Um, so that's something that really encouraged me uh, to give Michigan a chance and like, Fortunately, I was able to find my people through Summer Bridge and later a uh, Latinx orientation program called ALMA. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely has allowed me to be able to comfortably call Michigan my second home. Thank you guys so much for sharing that. Um, I just want to kind of ask a couple follow-up questions just to kind of dig at it a little bit more. Uh, Thomas. Um, I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned kind of having um, a lot of, uh, well, racist interactions when you first came to the university. I wanted to know, um, as you've stayed on campus longer and, you know, you've gone through um, more of your uh, college, like, duration, and you found more um, places, I guess, to call home on campus, have you noticed any change in the campus culture? Or do you still notice a lot of these same, like, offenses? Um, so I will clarify that it was things that I'd observed, not necessarily things that had happened to me. Uh, I think uh, 
from what I've gathered, Trump in the 2016 election is what kind of emboldened and empowered a lot of people to behave in such a way. Um, as, as I'm entering my senior year, I think I was really blessed to not, and I've been on the BSU, I've been an elected official on the BSU executive board since sophomore year. So sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, there weren't any big bias incidents that we had to mobilize for or respond to that I can recall. Um, and we were worried about having to do that if we had the presidential debate on campus. Uh, but I don't think that there have been drastic shifts. I think the way that it's changed has been, you know, students may not talk about it, may not say it, or may not be open about it, but I still think it exists in the back of their minds. And I still think that shows up um, in certain spaces. So for example, why is it that, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery had to die over the summer for this to become some issue for people to read a fucking book for, you know, people to post a black talent Instagram. Um, you know, why is it that we still have to, to question the merits of affirmative action or we still hold black students to a higher standard in the classroom of answering things right or else they're, you know, deemed as not competent or only here because of affirmative action, even though it's illegal and unconstitutional in the state of Michigan, right? Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's been a, a drastic shift in campus culture. I just think a lot, a lot of people are being a little more quiet about it um, because they're, you know, worried about the radical liberal cancel culture, um, which is really, you know, less of a threat to someone's clout and more of a way to hold people accountable for having shitty hot takes. Yeah, no, thanks, Thomas. Thanks for expanding upon that. Um, and then Mega, I wanted to um, throw a question your way too. Um, you kind of talked a bit about um, having a bunch of different, um, like either extracurriculars or um, uh, organizations that you're part of on campus. And I just kind of wanted to um, ask, what do you think has contributed more to you finding sort of like a community here? Was it... Um, more those organizations, those after school activities, or was it kind of, I know, living situations or just like um, your classes and your degree program? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, I think reflecting upon it, I really do wanna say it's the student orgs that I'm a part of um, because I think they open up, they just give me a new perspective that I don't think like academics and, you know, just where you're living can offer you. And it's like the students that make up um, student orgs are super special in the sense that you're all there for one reason, but you're all so different as well. And so you can learn so much from each other. Um, and I think that that unity over like shared core values and shared beliefs, but that diverse backgrounds is what really appeals to me the most. And I think that's the beauty of Optimize um, specifically, right? It's like everyone is here to make the world a better place. And that is our sort of uni unifying call, but everyone is so different. And it's beautiful to see how that can come together in just the most amazing way. And it's honestly what's allowed me to really like learn more about myself and learn more about the work that other people are doing. Um, and just that that unity through diversity, I think, was a huge piece of, of community that I didn't know I needed until I came to campus. Because I think in high school, you're, you can be very isolated and like, these are the people you've grown up with. You tend to stick with the people that um, 
you know, you know, and you don't really step outside of that comfort zone because it's so comfortable. And then you come to, to college and I think going to an extracurricular organization and really like finding your passion and then meeting other people with a similar passion that are different from you is, is really special. And I think that's really what has aided in me finding my communities. Thank you all for sharing. I really appreciate um, the depth you guys brought to that question. So going forward, um, how do you feel the intersectionality of your personal identity has impacted your experience as a student at UMish? For example, I'm mixed, but I'm also a first-generation student. I'm also a non-traditional student. Um, and each of these things impacts my experience here at the university. I can speak to that as well. Um, so being a Syrian and also um, speaking a different language, um, which is Arabic, and also like having experience, I moved to Malaysia for a year or so, um, and then I moved to, to the United States. Actually having this, you know, like identity as like Syrian, um, uh, women as well, like Muslim, it actually impacted me in a way that I found myself like having confidence being um, diverse at the University of Michigan, because I felt that um, be, like having this background and also having the experience of like, oh, different language, which is, you know, like makes you um, think about others if they have like other, you know, like language they speak to, with, um, it actually makes me like think that, oh yeah, this is, this is like, um, a power thing or like having confidence in, in your background actually uh, impacted me in a way that I felt that um, being at the University of Michigan gives me the power to be myself and uh, just to um, have that back, like that background especially gives me the power oh yeah to also tell others that you know like yeah my background also affected me in a way that oh yeah I can be who, who I am um, at the University of Michigan without being shy or without being you know like oh I speak different language I have to speak in English in a very you know like um, a good way or anything like that no actually it just makes me feel that oh yeah I have a different language which is like makes me also having the power in to speak in two language um so actually that's impacted me as you know like in a positive in, in a positive way um more than in a negative way which I felt so welcomed um and especially as a transfer student also this is part of my identity personally and I am proud of being a transfer student actually I felt so welcome as a I am a peer mentor for transfer connection I'm also like a student um uh, you know ambassador at the university too so I felt so welcome from uh you know like the transfer community at the University of Michigan so I felt that oh yeah this is a common confident having you know that being a transfer student and having that confidence in you and welcome also uh, you know being welcome from different communities especially the transfer community um has impacted me a lot at the university of michigan um i can jump in a little for this question as well um i think i, I identify as a south asian woman and i feel like that intersectionality is most prevalent in uh, my coursework, um, studying business, which is a traditionally male dominated field. And I found myself, I remember like in high school, I didn't really think about my identity too much, but coming here, it was a, especially in my coursework was very different. Um, like all of a sudden I was tasked with being a scribe in a, in group settings or like, um, sort of having, uh, 
men speak over me and stuff like that. And that was not something I had thought was going to happen. Um, and it's forced me to sort of push myself outside of my comfort zone and be assertive. That is, that has been my goal for the past two years is to like, let my voice be heard. Um, and I think again, like really relying on those communities that I'm a part of, especially people with a shared identity to me and like being able to have that discussion with them and like understanding each other has been really helpful because I'm not the only person going through this. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely like coursework has, has, has been different with, with my identities, but um, my overall experience with um, University of Michigan has been um, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, so um, I identify as a Mexican-American and also, as I shared previously, first-generation student, low-income out of state. So I would say these identities have both positively and negatively impacted me. Um, I'll start off with the positive. So when I first came to campus, I noticed that even if I was to speak Spanish, I would kind of get like looked at a little differently. Um, so what I ended up doing was um, I actually ended up, I guess, diving more into my culture because I would listen to a lot of English music back home. But once I came here, I felt like I needed some sort of way to not feel so homesick. So I actually started to listening, listening to a lot more Spanish music. Um, and like now, if you look at my playlist, like 70% of it is Spanish music. Um, but I think for me, that was a way to stay connected to my roots, but also um, learn more about my identity um, while finding friends who were also kind of in that same space of like exploring what it meant like to be Mexican-American or an identity with like a hyphen, right? So um, on the other end of things, I also noticed like given the identities I have, there were certain assumptions that were that would be made and somewhere as like blunt they were more so subtle like for example people would assume I'm from Chicago or Detroit they'd be like oh Chicago or Detroit and I'm like no I'm from Fresno California um just because a lot of the Latinx population on this campus tends to come from those uh larger cities uh so a lot of it was just really trying to make myself feel confident with my identities and know that yes that sometimes might mean that you need to work harder in certain spaces to get the same respect that somebody would. Um, but it also meant just being able to prove myself and be confident uh, in spaces knowing that, yes, I might be a minority and I might be the only person of color in that room for that class, um, but that doesn't make me any less and it should more so make me feel uh, empowered. Yeah, so I think the only identity that's like truly mattered is my blackness. Um, I am out of state. I'm from Atlanta. So anytime someone says their music is good or their food is better, it's not. It's, an, it's unfortunate for them, but not for me. Um, but when I got to Michigan, uh, the, the VSU was at the top of my list. I wanted to learn about black students. Black student activism. I wanted to learn about Black people, uh, which is why I also took a major in the Department of Afro-American and African Studies, because it's a department that came out of Black student activism. And 
because I wanted a comprehensive, holistic understanding of Black history that I couldn't get in elementary school, that I couldn't get in high school. Um, I think as a Black man, though, I've really had to think about that in terms of my leadership position. Uh, so all of the speakers of the BSU that came before me weren't Black men. My freshman year was a Black woman. My sophomore and junior years are Black women. And so when I entered this role, I was like, well, shoot, like, uh, it's, it's, it's been a hot second since we have a, we've had a Black man in this position. And I didn't want that to turn anyone off to the BSU. And I didn't want that to impact who comes to our meetings, how they show up in our meetings. Um, and so that's something I spent a lot of time thinking about this summer uh, and, you know, preparing to be the speaker is how does my dominant identity as a Black male impact um, how the executive board sees me, how community members see me, what taking up space means for me and uh, working through that. Um, but I mean, my experience has been about working tirelessly for Black students, if that's care packages, if that's, you know, managing our budget, if that's helping with the book club, it's always been about Black students and helping those who may want to get to where I am or who aspire to me get there. Thank you guys so much for that. Yeah, I think as we talk about intersectionality, there's it's easy to kind of boil everything down into one or two factors and kind of um, let everything else fall by the wayside. But when you really think about it, there's a lot of different um, aspects of our upbringing, our uh, racial backgrounds, our whatever it may be that go into constructing who we are. And kind of based on that, Evelyn, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, you mentioned earlier that um, a lot of times on campus, people will assume that you're from either Detroit or Chicago, because a lot of the Latinx population that's here on campus is from like one of those two cities around that area. I wanted to ask, since um, the area that we're brought up in is such a huge influence on kind of the cultures we adopt, I wanted to know if you've found it to be a bit of a um, I don't know, I guess cult culture shock for uh, lack of a right term, um, kind of meeting up with other members of the Latinx community here in like, you know, a more Midwestern, I guess, region, as opposed to like back where you're from out in like the West Coast. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, no, I haven't really experienced too much of a culture shock, um, just because for example, some of my friends that are from Chicago grew up in neighborhoods that might have been predominantly like immigrant um, households. And that was very much the same for me, like in Fresno, even though like my neighbors were all of like different race ethnicities, they were all, I don't want to say all, but a lot of them came from immigrant backgrounds. Um, so it was heartwarming in a sense to be able to relate to them despite it being different states and like different regions of the country. Um, but something that I did find a little different was when they would talk about, for example, um, like housing, uh, housing segregation in like their cities, because it was very much uh, not as evident in uh, my hometown, uh, but it did allow me an opportunity to learn more uh, and be more educated about um, the different communities that Latinx students are coming from because sometimes like as students of color, people want to put like 
this one experience over all of us, um, but they often fail to forget that we are coming from different cities and as many similarities as we may share, there are, so, there are still a lot of key differences um, that need to be like respected. Yeah, thanks for that uh, um, input. Um, I think it's really good to kind of highlight that, you know, you can't, um, you can't take an entire race and look at it um, as a monolith, you know? I think it's a very important thing to, to kind of remember. But moving on a lot, I wanted to ask you a question actually, um, because uh, my mom is a uh, immigrant herself. Um, she came over around like her twenties. Um, I know a lot of people who are immigrants and who um, kind of almost juggle kind of two aspects of their, of their um, identities, where on the one hand you have your kind of cultural and your roots um, from like wherever you came from. And then on the other hand, you have um, your almost like new identity as well, or the, the party that tries to fit into life in wherever in the United States you happen to be. And you mentioned earlier that you um, are were born in Syria and like you're from Syria. So I wanted to kind of, and you speak two languages, um, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on like what it's been like to hold on to your cultural roots and your identity from being back home, but also kind of uh, integrate and kind of um, be comfortable in sort of this environment here at, at UMICH? Yeah, this is a great question, Elias. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, actually, at the beginning, like four years ago, um, it was one of the most difficult things um, to be in a different environment, in a different culture. Um, people, you know, just like are different than you, right? They think differently. They, um, you know, do stuff differently. So I was, you know, like, this is where I, like my first year was, you know, the most difficult year. And then after that, decided that um, I want to be who I am right I don't want to be only who like my my role you know this is what I want to keep holding on at the same time I want to be in in with you know at the you know, as at the University of Michigan specifically, I'm talking about in general, um, you know, like with American, I don't wanna lose my um, identity. At the same time, I wanna also be with, you know, Americans. Um, I wanna put myself out there. Um, it was difficult um, speaking different language. It was difficult, you know, just understanding how people, you know, think about myself and how I do think about them as well. So it was super difficult at the beginning. Um, and uh, I had the time that, you know, like, oh, I just want to give up, you know, and uh, I don't want to do it anymore. But and then I decided, no, I want to hold on on my, you know, my community, my roots. Um, and at the, actually, um, you know, like our house, we only speak Arabic. <laughs> so we don't speak English. We all speak English, but we decided to speak Arabic only, um, you know, to keep our, you know, like language, um, to um, to also save our, you know, um, culture. Um, so I am different. I'm totally different person at home than, you know, outside because I only like, you know, do everything as, you know, like Arab um, and Muslim at, the, at my house. And then when I get out there, I keep that same identity, but I basically shift ears to accepting other uh, others and also being um, very open to other cultures and backgrounds. Um, and I think um, this is just like understanding your community. It's also could be, a, you know, a beneficial thing to to being a, in America. Um, so it actually hits me a lot. And at the same time, I found it very um, powerful things to to have, as I mentioned at the beginning, having a different background than, you know, others uh, here in um, 
America. Um, and I believe that this is seriously um, what I, I, I live by, you know, just giving my um, a culture and identity and also uh, being open to others. Thank you, Ella. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for that, uh, that sort of uh, perception of that. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Um, if you could tell me a little bit about the orgs that you're a part of right now. Um, so it's like activities, any, um, anything that's affiliated with the university or just after school stuff. Um, and how did you find uh, the groups and clubs you're involved with now? And how has that um, impacted your experience being here at the university? Um, I can go first. So um, a couple of the student orgs I'm a part of, I've mentioned before, are Optimize. Um, I'm on a dance team here, Michigan Thoughts, an Indian Fusion competitive dance team. Um, and I'm also part of a business fraternity here on campus. Um, and I would say that these orgs have made me really feel integrated to, to campus and campus culture. Um, so initially when I first um, entered the university, it took me a long time to figure out not only what I wanted to do, but feel as if I was adding value to the campus. Um, I call that first semester my existential crisis year because I was thinking a lot about like what I wanted to do, where I belonged and really finding that community. And um, I looked towards student orgs to do that. Um, and it took me a while to find, find ones that I wanted to be a part of. Um, Optimize really sort of fell in my lap at the beginning of the semester, which was is what I'm most grateful for. Um, so I'm a uh, festival was a huge event and I'm hoping that next year will that'll be in person because that was really where I sort of met a lot of the different clubs. Um, so I would say Optimize and specifically my dance team, which are two completely different orgs, um, really helped me feel like I belonged here. Optimize in the sense that like, I felt like I was really learning about what I wanted to do, which was how entrepreneurship can shape policy and can shape a uh, positive impact. And that was exactly what I wanted to do um, professionally. And then with the dance team, really feeling like I had a community um, of people with a similar background who could understand what I was going through. Um, it's, it also like connected me to my culture, to my roots. I was a dancer growing up. Um, and so when I came to college, I thought I was going to leave that all behind and then realized I didn't want to. Um, and so the dance team really kept me like integrated with my Indian identity, which was is something I'm so grateful for. And I think those two orgs specifically, while they're so different, um, really gave me the community that that I needed. And in terms of finding orgs, um, I would say like as scary as it is, like talking to people and really and surfing through maze pages was also helpful um especially like i think in a virtual environment surfing through maze pages which can be a little tedious but um ultimately i think i gravitated towards student orgs because um i loved the work that they were doing i loved being connected to campus and i think it's a great way to meet people like i said before who have similar passions to you, but come from different walks of life. Um, and that was super instrumental to me. And I think that's ultimately what made me feel like I belonged here. Yeah, so for me, student orgs were definitely like the ways I found my community on campus and like even my roommates now, how I met a lot of them through. 
So when I first came to campus, I got really involved with La Casa, which is like the Latinx umbrella organization on campus, uh, specifically their ALMA program. So like the orientation uh, program for Latinx students. And yeah, through these programmings, I guess I just really learned a lot early on about like imposter syndrome and like early warnings about how to combat that. Um, and I was also just exposed a lot more to, again, like finding this pride in your culture throughout college and not being afraid to hide it so much. Um, and then throughout my freshman year, I found out about Optimize through various means. Uh, but I guess the one that I remember most is their Diag days when they had like these really big boards and it said like, if you could change anything in the world, what would you change? And I remember one of the questions that was posed was, where do you feel inspired? And I was running late to class, but I was like, I'm gonna go right on the board. So I, I stared at it for a while and I was like, I guess Fresno, like I feel inspired back home. Um, and I later decided to join the, and by later, I mean a couple days later, decided to join the challenge um, with, a, with an idea of a nonprofit organization. Uh, and then that organization is now a official nonprofit. So it's been really cool to see how like an idea once formed into an actual organization called Mikasa Stukasa. Uh, which is an educational outreach organization aimed to support first-generation and low-income high school students and their parents. And that organization was actually co-founded by a close friend of mine, Aisa, which I met um, during Summer Bridge. She was like my hallmate. So it was really just awesome to see that all come together. Um, so a lot of the work that I do now is still with Mika Stukasa, um, but I recently joined um, a Latina sorority, so Lambda Theta Alpha Land Sorority Incorporated. And if you would have talked to me two years ago, I would have swore I've never would have wanted to go into Greek life. Uh, and I think a lot of that was because I had a lot of uh, misunderstandings about what multicultural Greek life was on campus. Um, I came into college not really knowing that that was even a thing like a Latina sorority. Uh, all I really knew was what I saw in the movies on like neighbors and I was like nope that's not what I'm here for I'm here to focus on academics uh, but once I learned that like LTA was an academic sorority and they really valued like academics but also culture and empowerment on campus and activism like I really found that to be like my safe space on campus. So I decided to go through with that. Um, and it's honestly been one of the best decisions of my life. And again, if you would have talked to me two years ago, this would not have been the story. Um, but yeah, that's, I really encourage anyone to get involved with organizations because even in interviews that I reflect back on now, all of my experiences, I'm talking about student orgs, like classes are great for content, but most of the knowledge and experience that I've gained has been through hands-on activities um, that I've been able to take part in, whether that was Optimize or Mikasa Zucasa or Lambda Beta. Yeah, to echo Evelyn's last point, uh, being in a student org, especially in a leadership position, feels like a full-time job, uh, but it's so rewarding and so worth it because the skills you gain, the people you meet, the conversations you have, depending on your student org, um, are, are really important and pay dividends. Uh, so uh, the only, I mean, I'm still on part of member of Michigan debate um, that kind of pays the bills. Uh, the other student org is the Black Student Union, uh, which is really where my heart and really where my head is at. It seems like 24 seven. Um, it's been pivotal to my Michigan experience because I've had an opportunity to, you know, my first year 
get a grasp from the community, get to know everyone. And then years two through four really work to give back to the community that welcomed me. And I feel like a lot of people may hear that and be like, yo, what the, f like, why, why did you take a leadership position as a sophomore when like you kind of didn't know anything? Um, and to be, to be frank, it was because I wanted, it seemed like the BSU was the coolest organization who was really doing stuff for community members who had the funds to contribute to community events who had the executive board to execute big projects um who just had it seemed like they just had the talent it, it's like that was where the party was at the bsu executive board and i knew i wanted to be a part of that um after i went to the black solidarity conference uh what was that winter 2018 um and ever since I've been a part of it, I've just been able to like every day, especially this academic year, I've woken up and given back to community members. It's, it's they're always in the front of my mind. Like you, you, you rarely see me without my BSU hat, hoodie, or T-shirt on, or anorak. That was e-board only, because it means so much. Um, and that can, at times, that's hard. Like when you're working with the Office of Student Life and the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and you're in meetings with people who make, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're asking for simple shit like, can you get rid of Sabra Hummus because they're tied to human rights abuses in Palestine? And people are obtuse. And people say no. And you have to you have to convince the person across the virtual table from you that your identity and your friend's identity matters. Um, the reason I use that example is because this year was the first year that the Students of Color Liberation Front was founded and became a thing. And as one of the founding members and one of the people who's been working in that space all year, it's been really nice because I've been able to build community and like engage in that like real rigorous relational solidarity that we talk about and we read about, we study, um, but it's a whole different thing when you know, that, that, that's what you're doing every Saturday um, and every week. Um, and so I think being in the BSU and being in the Students Collaboration Front has really showed me that not only the power of coalitions and the power of community building, but also what it looks like to really give back. It's one thing to do, you know, a Habitat for Humanity project on a Saturday. It's another thing to, you know, have a, you know, every so often donation of Planned Parenthood, but it's a whole nother game when, you are doing the work and, and making the change that you want to see and always plotting and scheming and strategizing to bring that about. Um, and so while that student organization experience is a lot different than what a lot of people will experience at Michigan, being able to be a part of that has really shaped my Michigan experience. Um, um, for me, um, when I first, uh, you know, like um, transferred to the University of Michigan back in winter 2020, it was a lot overwhelming um, because I found that, oh, wow, we have like, I know, like over 100 or something uh, organization. And I felt super overwhelming, you know, overwhelmed by the amount of, you know, like, just time and effort that you have to do for an organization. And then I realized that, um, you know, just being out there, 
it seriously shaped my um, skills. So for example, when I uh, I decided to, you know, like just explore first of all. So I went to a bunch of festivals um, and then I found that, you know, I, I started to pick, you know, like the organization that I'm interested in. So, and then when I came back home, I was like, wow, I have all of that uh, brochures to, to go over. It was just overwhelmed. Um, so overwhelming. So I went to, specifically, I went to the transfer um, center back in, the LSA building and I felt that you know this is where I want to start um, because I am transfer student I felt super like inspired being a transfer um, to the University of Michigan and I as mentioned I felt uh, welcome so I, I started there um, and then from there I explored, explored more um, organizations such as Optimize, um, ISIG, um, also um, I'm also part of the Hub Opportunity. Um, also, there is an organization called um, Developer Student, uh, Students uh, in the you know, like Computer Science um, field or Technology field, um, you know, like just um, doing projects and challenges. Um, so being part of all of these like organization, it, it seriously gives me the, the chance to be uh, myself and also to develop my uh, skills um, in a way that I felt that you know, it's just giving me a lot of um, development uh, personally and also educational. Um, and I felt that organization, it's not about, um, you know, just being, you know, committed to a certain time of, you know, like uh, meetings or something. No, it's, it's more than that. It's basically like, this is how I build my connection. It's not actually through um, classes, um, through organization, I built my connection. Um, I built my soft skills, like as a uh, public speak, uh, speaking, um, you know, making, um, you know, like making basically your networking, um, bigger and you know um, building that connection I found it very um, powerful through the organization that I'm part of rather than um, classes and also um, I decided also to give back to the community as um, Thomas said um, so I became a bear mentor for transfer um, a student um, also a student advisory um, team with the hub opportunity where I can um, help uh, students with their um, uh, resumes, like cover letters and, you know, like other stuff as well, as well as, you know, helping transfer students with their journey from one um, to another. And then especially specifically with Optimize, when I read that, you know, like, why not me um, about Optimize? It's basically just clicked in my mind and I was like, yeah, why not me? <laughs> so I felt that, yep, this is where I want to be. Um, and also right now being part of the um, Optimize um, community also, it just gives me that, you know, like I can do anything I want through that a specific organization at the same time changing the world by the challenge that we do um and uh, yeah giving back to the community building skills as well as um, making a connection it was um the, the three main keys that i um gained from uh, uh, joining organization at the university of michigan yeah i actually just wanted to uh jump on what thomas said and also what you echoed a lot um, about that giving back to the community piece. That is exactly essentially what this podcast is aiming to do. I'm a transfer student. Ellis is a transfer student. We come from these different backgrounds. And I struggled a lot my first year at uh, U of M because I just really didn't have a lot of these answers and a lot of, a lot of this guidance. And that is exactly what this podcast aims to do and that um, we're trying to trying to really give these incoming people from 
wherever they are from, the opportunity to get some of these answers and hear from us as leaders, as people within the community already. And so I really appreciate all of your thoughts on this. Um, and finally, uh, for our last question, what advice do you have for students coming into the UMish community in regards to finding connections with classmates and embracing personal identity? Um, just any, yeah, last, last minute advice. Yeah, I would say at the end of the day, it's important to be yourself to attract genuine friends. I'm a really goofy and awkward person I have found. And honestly, I feel like for the longest I was trying to hide that because I was trying to fit into like this mold I told myself was like an ideal friend or an ideal person. Uh, and then once I kind of pushed that aside, I feel that I was really able to more so like enjoy life and enjoy making actual authentic connections. And then the other thing I would say really quick is don't say you're never going to do something because you never know until you give it a try and you don't want to be the first person to tell yourself no because eventually there will be people down the road who will underestimate you and give you that no but don't be the person who gives yourself no for me i'll say if you are trying to find connection with classmates be yourself which is really corny but like i watched tiktok comps on youtube when i eat dinner at the grown ass age of 21 uh and when i'm in a zoom breakout room and it's mad awkward i'd be like all right what's your tiktok algorithm algorithm look like but that like that's that's me and that's stuff that i do that's the thing you have to do that especially if the worst is when the jokes don't land in class i'm like mm. you just everybody be sitting there quiet the teacher's like i don't get it and some of your some of your classmates get it like some of your friends in the class get it and they're like oh lmao and the teachers are like well, what's so funny? Anywho, um, yeah, no, be yourself, do what you gotta do to make friends. Um, but you know, don't don't try too hard, it'll come naturally. And then about in the context of embracing personal identity, like do do not shy away from it. Like you can one thousand percent find a community that embraces that with open arms. Don't be worried about coming across as respectable or having to represent your entire racial group in a class, especially if you are underrepresented. Um, don't worry about having to come across a certain way to you know, make other people in your class feel comfortable. Just do your thing. Because at the end of the day, you paying to get a degree. The shit's mad expensive, especially if you're out of state. The tuition bill high. Uh, so make the most of it. You can't be, you can't be appeasing other people. They're not paying for your way. You're paying for your way. Um, and hey, it's, it's as simple as that. Do you be great and uh, make, make some shake? Yeah, um, I would give, um, I remember when I first, uh, you know, um, get into the University of Michigan, um, there's a, a friend of mine um, said to me, embrace your FM as you would the new home. And that um, seriously go as was like, wow, seriously, yeah. And I basically started to trade, you know, like UFM, the opportunity that I have all everything as, you know, like my new home and I uh, I put myself out there. So the advice I would um, give to um, to the students is ba basically putting yourself out there. Don't be shy or afraid to, to speak up or to try new things or to apply to opportunities. I have seriously applied to a 
bunch of opportunities. And I, as um, Evelyn said, that's, you know, I was afraid, oh, do you think, like, I would ask myself, oh, do you think you would be a, a good fit for the, this position? When I asked myself that uh, question, I was like, you know what? Yes, you are. Just try it out. If it worked, that would be great. If not, you know, you, you learned. Um, and I basically, this is how I learned this through my um, one year and a half at the University of Michigan. Um, and since then, I seriously, right now, like I'm involved in many organizations. Um, I have a bunch of leadership um, I, uh, also experience with that. And this is how I do it. Just putting myself out there. And this is how I um, encourage everyone uh, to, to be themselves as everyone said also and put yourself out there and make the most of it seriously this is your time to be yourself this is the time at the university of michigan not only like it's only two years but seriously i was like this is my time this is where i wanna and this this time where um i wanna make the most of it i wanna learn i wanna um meet people i wanna grow and then um it's actually giving me um a lot of experience and this is um what i um encourage everyone to do as well yeah allah's so right like this is your time um i would say my advice is shoot your shot um that's something I've really embraced coming here. And like, even, even if it's like a tickle in the back of your mind, shoot your shot, like do what you need to do and stand up for yourself. And that's probably the scariest thing is that like, you know, it's so easy to, to people please and, you know, ding yourself for the so other people are comfortable. No, like bump that, stand up for yourself and shoot your shot because, and Thomas said this beautifully, like you are here for you, like, right? Like pave your own way. Um, and at the end of the day, like you are, you are the best, right? And your identity and shapes who you are. And so be proud of where you come from. Um, be proud of what you stand for and what you believe in. Stand up for yourself um, because like, that's that's what we're all here to do and if you do that if you shoot your shot and stand up for yourself um i really think that you will have a great experience here and you'll find the people that you gel with um and especially in a virtual environment like shooting your shot can be like sending a comment in the chat and like the zoom chat or something or being the first one to speak in a zoom breakout room um but i think it pays off it really does and i I know that you'll find your people if you do those things. And I think everyone else's advice was so beautiful as well. Um, but yeah, you know that you always have people here that are rooting for you and that are here for you and want you to succeed. I want to just say one also one um, last sentence is that um, someone also said that to me and I would say to everyone, you are here for a reason make that happen and seriously you are here for a reason we all think that's oh how did i get accepted by the university of michigan you know it's a big thing and stuff and i think the same thing too but i am here for a reason um find that reason and work it out so yeah i'm so happy that kind of in everybody's statement touching on like the importance of authenticity and being like true to yourself was one of the most important things because i feel like for anybody coming to a place that's as big and as, um, I guess, like uh, culturally powerful, if that makes sense, 
as U of M can be and the city of Ann Arbor can be, um, I feel like it's kind of easy to kind of have your own uh, way of life or your own sort of personality kind of get suppressed by like conforming to the to the broader whole of the student body here at, at UMich. Um, unfortunately, I think that's all the time that we're gonna have for today. Uh, we hope that these stories and advice will help you grow and learn while you come to the University of Michigan or you continue your journey at the University of Michigan. Um, with so many challenges, both internal and external, please know that no one's alone in this journey. Um, you're listening on YouTube, links to all the resources and the organizations mentioned in this episode and the cool things that our panel is working on will be linked in the description below. Um, again, shout out to our wonderful panel. Um, thank you guys so much for uh, coming here today and for, for uh, exploring your experiences with us. Um, I think a lot of people are gonna be able to get a lot of value out of that. So thank you so much. The Amplify podcast is supported by Optimize, an organization here at U of M that empowers students to be creative in how we serve each other and our communities near and far. To learn more about Optimize programming, please visit OptimizeMI.org. If you have topics you would like to hear discussed, let us know at OptimizeMI at umich.edu. Thanks and be well.